so this morning, um, yeah, she, she's, she's kind of written and met a meta-narrative um, of, um, of, of Scripture, and we're going to be borrowing from that this morning. And, um, and Tia's done some reworking on it, so we thank them for um, letting us borrow and butcher their stuff as well. Um, there's going to be some time for some prayer and some reflection this morning. There's going to be gaps in between things. Um, if you're a um, kind of process person, we just ask you just to, you know, take a chill pill, relax. Um, gaps and silence are okay. Um, there's going to be some poetry this morning, which some of you will... Um, Love and um and 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 just wrap yourself in, and others will make you nervous because it's poetry, and you may feel like you don't understand it. And we just like to invite you again to relax. Um, let your imagination run wild. Um, let the story take hold of you this morning. Uh, this morning we're going to start with a prayer in just a moment. And uh, but first, who's going to read this quote from Josh Doughton, which is going up here momentarily. Yeah. In his body, broken on the cross, he takes into himself the depths of human suffering experienced by all victims of corrupt human power. In his resurrection, he makes it known that this will not be the last word. This morning, God, let the story take hold of us. Let it bring new life amongst us. Let it fill us with hope and resurrection life. In your death-conquering name, amen. When Jesus came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has proclaimed me to he has sent me to proclaim that the captives be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. With these words, Jesus described his mission in the world. This mission that sought justice for the downtrodden, offered radical grace to the despised and resisted the powerful, led to shame and death on a cross. But it was also the life that three days later was brought back to life in the resurrection. Just when it looked like evil had triumphed and the strong would reign, life burst forth. Jesus' pursuit of justice was vindicated, affirmed, triumphant, and the life of God continues to burst forth in equally unexpected and creative ways. Goodness, justice, and shalom will prevail. In the beginning, God created all good things and imprinted his communal image on humanity. He charged humanity to be fruitful and care for creation. God then called together people and covenanted with them, detailing in the law how they were to live in community, a community which love and worship of God would be made visible in just relationship, with special concern for the most vulnerable and the care of the land. Particular cities were set up and declared to be havens for refugees fleeing persecution. 
farmers were instructed to be inefficient in the agriculture so that the poor would be able to pick up the leftovers of the harvested crop, ensuring that there was enough for all. Jubilee was established as a year of rest and restoration in which debts were to be forgiven, slaves would be set free, and the land itself was given land itself was to be given a chance to replenish. These are such foreign ideas, a goal of inefficient farming for the benefit of the poor, cities of refuge, releasing of slaves, forgiving of debts. The Bible tells a story of God setting up a world that teems with life, an act of grace, a world of enough. But death tells another story. It's an economy of scarcity. It pits us against one another. The death that Jesus overcame is a death that destroys, alienates, humiliates, dehumanizes, and robs of dignity. When our consumption leaves others with nothing, we participate in death. When we can only see something's value as a dollar sign, we participate in death. When life is a relentless competition, climbing over one another to the top, we participate in death. Resurrection life is the force that says no to death that restores the world to shalom, when nothing is broken and nothing is missing. Justice and resurrection are intrinsically linked. We're going to reflect on this theme by listening to a poem by Wendell Berry entitled Manifesto, The Mad Farmer Liberation Front. It explores the way our world sees everything through the lens of economic value and challenges us to resist this creatively. It's a bizarre poem, but there's beauty and richness in it. Immediately following it, we'll spend a couple of minutes soaking in these words and spending some time in prayer and reflection in which you can do what you'd like with. Sit back, wonder, open yourself to God as you pray and listen. Feel free to ask yourself, I wonder how I might practice resurrection. Love, the quick profit, the annual raise, vacation with pay. Want more of everything ready made. Be afraid to know your neighbours and to die. And you will have a window in your head. Not even your future will be a mystery anymore. Your mind will be punched in a card and shut away in a little drawer. When they want you to buy something, they will call you. When they want you to die for profit, they will let you know. So, friends, every day do something that won't compute. Love the Lord. Love the world. Work for nothing. Take all that you have and be poor. Love someone who does not deserve it. 
denounce the government and embrace the flag. Hope to live in that free republic for which it stands. Give your approval to all you cannot understand. Praise ignorance, for what man has not encountered, he has not destroyed. Ask the questions that have no answers. Invest in the millennium. Plant sequoias. Say that your main crop is the forest that you did not plant, that you will not live to harvest. Say that the leaves are harvested when they have rotted into the mould and call that profit. Prophesy such returns. Put your faith in the two inches of humus that will build under the trees every thousand years. Listen to carrion. Put your ear close and hear the faint chattering of the songs that are yet to come. Expect the end of the world. Laugh. Laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful, though you've considered all of the facts. So long as women do not go cheap for power, please women more than men. Ask yourself, will this satisfy a woman satisfied to bear a child? Will this disturb the sleep of a woman nearing to give birth? Go with your love to the fields. Lie down in the shade. Rest your head in her lap. Swear allegiance to what is nighest your thoughts. As soon as the generals and the politicos can predict the motions of your mind, lose it. Leave it as a sign to mark the false trail, the way you didn't go. Be like the fox who makes more tracks than necessary some in the wrong direction. Practice resurrection.
if you know me, God says to the people through the prophet Jeremiah, you will acknowledge that I love justice and you will act accordingly. You will use proper weights in the market to care for the orphan widow, welcome the stranger. In most places in scripture where you see the word righteous, remember that it includes justice, which speaks of much more than personal morality. So true religion, even then, was not a series of activities to be formed at special times and special places, but rather a covenantal relationship that wove into the entire fabric of life and took historic shape in social, political, economic and ecological action. At the climax of God's involvement in human history, God sends Jesus, the utmost revelation of God's purposes for the world. To the utter shock of religious purists for the day, Jesus does not confine his ministry within the bounds prescribed by their religious tradition. Instead, he stands square in that prophetic tradition he confronts all religious practices, attitudes and systems that do not further abundant life for all people, that in his own words he has come to bring. He paints a picture of the kingdom of God which extends far beyond an individualistic relationship with God. He stretched the size of God. Although his ministry was carried out in a reduced geographical area, Jesus understood that he was sent beyond. We too are sent beyond. Take a moment to read these lines and then we're going to affirm them together. I'm going to read the first line and then if you guys wanted to respond with take us with you. Jesus, you went beyond mere words into action in favour of the disadvantaged. Take us with you. Jesus, you went beyond vengeance to forgiveness. Take us with you. Jesus, you went beyond power and violence to mercy and justice. Take us with you. Jesus, you went beyond narrow allegiance to tribe to embrace the other take us with you. Jesus, you went beyond comfort and security to incarnation and death. Take us with you. And Jesus, you went beyond the bitterness of death to resurrection. Take us with you. The early church, like us, are sent into the world, sent beyond. With the seal of the Holy Spirit, the early church entered into that seamless weaving of word and deed and sign into a God much larger than the official one. Take a moment to read these words before we affirm them together. You want to read the parts in bold?
Loving God, you call us to peace. Help us to pray for our enemies. Loving God, you call us to serve. Help us to give to those who have nothing. Loving God, you call us to heal. Help us to care for those who have no one. Loving God, you call us to see the value of all people. Help us to listen to those who have been denied a voice. And loving God, you call us to live what we preach. Help us to live the resurrection. Amen. Help us to live the resurrection. Uh, we're going to finish now with a poem from uh, Walter Brueggemann, which we'll use as our benediction this morning. Um, after the service, when we've closed, there's uh, tea and coffee and, by the look of it, grapes, um, which you're more than welcome to take home and turn into your own communion wine. I'll, I'll bless it, and um, it'll be great. There's also um, Easter eggs to be handed out. There's also some Easter eggs hidden around the place as well if you're, um, <laughs> if you're in for a race. Um, why don't we stand together and receive the benediction? The benediction, is, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a, a good word. In this case, our good word is a good poem to send us off into the rest of the year to go and live out resurrection life. Walter Brueggemann is one of my favorite Old Testament theologians, and he has um, an incredible sense of connection to the story of God popping up unexpectedly and surprising us. On our own, we conclude that there is not enough to go around. We're going to run short of money, of love, of grades, of publications, of sex, of beer, of members, of years, of life. We should seize the day, seize the goods, seize our neighbor's goods, because there is not enough to go around. And in the midst of our perceived deficit, you come. You come giving bread in the wilderness. You come giving children at the 11th hour. You come giving homes to exiles. You come giving futures to the shutdown. You come giving Easter joy to the dead. You come fleshed. In Jesus. And we watch while the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor dance and sing. We watch and we take food we did not grow, and life we did not invent, and future that is a gift and gift and gift, 
and families and neighbours who sustain us when we do not deserve it. It dawns on us later rather than sooner that you give food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. By your giving, break our cycles of imagined scarcity, override our presumed deficits, quiet our anxieties of lack, transform our perceptual field to see the abundance, mercy upon mercy, blessing upon blessing. Sink your generosity deep into our lives that your muchness may expose our false lack, that endlessly receiving we may endlessly give so that the world may be made Easter new without greedy lack but only wonder, without coercive need but only love, without destructive greed but only praise, without aggression and evasiveness, all things Easter new, all around us, toward us, and by us, Easter new. Finish your creation in wonder, love, and praise. Amen. May you go in peace.